cutting edge guests, awesome uncensored, jaw-dropping information, plus funny memes, good deeds, and loads of laughter. Kinda have it all. Ladies and gentlemen, if your soul's awake, then welcome, because you're in the right place. If you are looking for groundbreaking nutritional products which revolutionize the way your body operates, you have to check out this cutting-edge, American-made, all-natural wellness brand. Root the Trinity Pack from GetRootNow.com is a game-changer. Let me show you. Zero In is the world's first quantumceutical, an all-natural adaptogenic nootropic which skyrockets your clarity and creativity. Professional athletes have reported over a 40% increase in their performance in only 90 days. Restore is a supplement that completely restores your gut health, optimizes your true brain, helping you tap into quantum consciousness, also known as the God Mind, all together with Clean Slate, which gently wipes out harmful heavy metals from your body, gently evacuating toxins, including graphene oxide. Trinity Pack from Root Altogether helps you increase your performance, longevity, deep sleep, and have a far greater quality of life. Register now at GetRootNow.com to grab your Trinity Pack. Then hit subscribe and save to get $15 back every month. Trinity Pack has also received the gold standard, a worldwide BSCG approval, allowing those in the military to first responders to the NFL, PGA, NBA, FIFA World Cup soccer, and more. Feel assured it is indeed all natural and drug-free. Trinity Pack even comes with a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. So when you grab your Trinity at GetRootNow.com, you can feel good knowing it's endorsed by Tier 1 Special Operations Warriors, to lightworkers, benevolent healthcare heroes, professional athletes, and Olympians detoxing their systems and unleashing their greatest self from across the globe. You can also get rewarded for being part of the Root community. See you there! Well, welcome back to the Sovereign Soul Show, you divine lions and lionesses. As you know, we stand for love, levity, and liberty because love is the greatest power in the universe, in our lives. And as a Reiki master for nearly 10 years and a former infantry soldier, you all know that instead of firing bullets, you can actually fire love rainbows. But there are times to go kinetic. This is not yet that time, and hopefully you'll never come to it, even though the Bling Buddha is firing red pills over his nine mil. And here, our mascot with a Punisher's tattoo over his left breast, representing Save the Children. And I'm joined today, and I'm grateful to get a chance to meet and have a conversation with Leighton Gray, who is a representative lawyer of the law firm out of Alberta, which is leading two class action cases, which is gearing up to file them in Canada. And the first case would be for the unjabbed who have received persecution and prosecution and terrorism, at the hands of the Crown Corporation of Canada and their government agents. And the second, as well, in parallel with it, are for those who have been vaccine injured. And so what the purpose with this show, the very first one, and hopefully we'll have a few more as this unfolds these next few weeks and months, folks, is with Leighton to describe to you why there's a precedent now to file these cases, why it hasn't happened yet, and even using the weapon of lawfare back at them. Leighton, thank you so much for joining us on the show, my friend. Thank you for what you do. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's great to be with you today. 
Wonderful. So why don't you describe a little bit about your background as an attorney in Canada, in Alberta, and um, then bring us up to speed with the cases and why we're about to file them, or we, I say, sure. are about to sure. file them on our behalf, and then what's needed, because folks, we have to look at every step in this war, fifth generation war, as Ricardo Bosi says, and we have these tactical steps to achieve that overall objective. Mm -hmm. Leighton, over to you. Thank you. All right. Uh, so just a bit of uh, backstory about me. To, I mean, what's relevant, just so people know who I am and what I'm doing. Uh, I was going along fine in 2020, like most people were, uh, maybe with the blinders on, and then all of a sudden, along comes uh, COVID. And I had, uh, I, I was very concerned about what was happening right off the bat. Uh, I was, uh, and, and actually this is proven, it's on record. I was writing things and publishing articles online, expressing concern about uh, violation of, unprecedented violation of civil liberties, even going back to 15 days to flatten the curve. And I published some articles online in one of which I actually predicted uh, accurately that at some point the Trudeau government was going to use emergency powers, use COVID-19 as excuse to use emergency powers, that got me cancelled. Uh, the CBC wrote a hit piece about me, and uh, people can read about that online if they want to giggle. I was called all the names that that all the unvaccinated were later called, and that Trudeau now calls parents. Um, and But that set me on a course. That was a difficult time, and that set me on a course where I was actually... Um, recruited or at least contacted by the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms to take yeah. on some of these high profile cases. And that led me to represent a couple of uh, pastors in Alberta, James Coates and Timothy Stevens, who incidentally have been featured in a recent uh, documentary film called The Essential Church, which can't, which the CRTC says can't be shown in Canada. Yeah. I've seen it and it's brilliant, um, but it's on 250 screens in the U.S. I also was uh, was hired by the Justice Center to take on a constitutional challenge in Alberta, a case called Ingram, which was recently decided. And uh, ultimately, we were successful. I believe it's the only major COVID case in Canada where uh, people who have challenged government lockdowns have been successful. And we actually were able to persuade a court that um, all of the lockdown orders that were imposed in Alberta are illegal. And that's led to many hundreds of COVID tickets in Alberta to being withdrawn. So I've been working in this space for, for years now. And, and you know, uh, we've also represented a lot of Canadian workers. Uh, I call them the best Canadians. These are people who um, are going along fine, supporting their families, volunteering in their communities, um, skilled, skilled workers. The Canadian working class has been so much under attack throughout covid uh, especially when the vaccines came along. I, and I really see the COVID-19 vaccines as a concentrated, orchestrated attack upon the Canadian working class. They're the people whose political power and their wealth uh, need to be destroyed in order for these, these elites to take over. And this seems to be essentially the, you know, the goal of almost every policy that's coming out of our liberal government as those policies seem to be fed to them from the World Economic Forum. And if anybody doesn't believe what I'm saying, I would challenge them to go look at the World Economic Forum website and then look at the laws that our federal government is bringing into, into place in our country. And if you can find a difference, please email me and explain it to me because I would love to hear from you. But that's what's going on in our country. And so in our firm, we've represented a lot of different worker groups, uh, very brave workers from 
people, companies like CN, CP, um, WestJet, uh, many, many others. And then we've been trying very hard to get access to the courts and relief for these people. Unfortunately, the courts have been largely refusing to hear these cases, refusing jurisdiction to hear any case in, that would result in a full-blown hearing on the safety and efficacy of vaccines. That no one in power seems to want this to happen. And recently, uh, your viewers might have noticed that our Supreme Court of Canada has been very consistent in refusing to hear any COVID case. Recently, they refused to hear uh, charter lockdown cases out of British Columbia and Manitoba and Ontario. They simply exercised their discretion to not even hear these cases, even though they're of unprecedented uh, legal importance to every Canadian. They deal with the charter, so they're of national importance. And really, they, they check every box in terms of the type of case that the Supreme Court of Canada is supposed to be hearing, but they're refusing to hear them. So what can we do? Well, we can throw up our hands and give up and not do anything, or we can, as lawyers, we can go back and keep trying to sharpen our tools, create better arguments, uh, and, and create new ways of trying to get relief and justice for Canadians. And so that's what our firm has been doing. And what we've come up with are two uh, major national class actions that we're going to be launching. One is for unvaccinated Canadians. So these are people who, uh, were, you know, going back a, a year or so ago, were called every name in the book. Uh, you know, Trudeau said uh, on French language television, you know, can we tolerate these people? What do we do with them? They're racist, misogynist, uh, everything else. Um, and of course, beyond just that public vilification by our prime minister, whose job it is to unite our country, we also had very significant rights violations. So for example, mobility rights, uh, none of us who were unvaccinated could travel, uh, even leave the country. Uh, we couldn't get on a plane, a train or a ship anywhere in Canada. Uh, you know, many, for example, uh, of course, we all know what happened to Freedom Convoy. Many truck drivers, uh, you know, couldn't cross the border uh, because of these of these vaccines, uh, these vaccine restrictions. So there's those. And then, of course, there are um, charter violations relating to the integrity of the body you know, for workers who were put out of work because they 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 refused to comply uh, with these uh, these experimental drug policies which we all now know are, are illegal and, not, and, and also dangerous. Anybody who doesn't know that the vaccines now have become the number one cause of death in Canada simply is not paying attention. I know in our home province of Alberta, for the past two years, the number one cause of death has been unknown causes. And it's called unknown causes because doctors are prohibited under threat of losing their licenses and any, indeed criminal prosecution from telling the truth of what's happening with these vaccines. Fortunately, we do have some very brave doctors who are telling the truth, but they're telling the truth from the exterior of the medical profession. They've all been ousted and, and, and delicensed, which is really pitiful because some of these people are among the most qualified doctors. They're, they're true yeah. heroes and lifesavers. So, uh, but that unvaccinated claim also deals with um, freedom of, uh, of, of religion because of course, many people refuse the vaccine upon that basis. We're also claiming uh, violation of equality rights because many of the people who were put out of work also were made ineligible by the federal government to apply for employment insurance, which was even more crippling. And of course, this is, this is all very arbitrary. It was all done for political reasons, all done to suppress the political class. 
But in addition to those charter violations, because as people know, um, you know, the charter unfortunately has not been interpreted in a way that, that has protected Canadians very well recently, at least in the context of COVID. We're also claiming certain uh, torts. These are a tort is a is a claim that's brought in court where someone uh, uh, commits a wrongful act against you and uh, you suffer harm and damage and therefore you can claim damages and you can sue them. So one of the torts that we're claiming is intentional infliction of mental suffering, which you know should be obvious to anybody who lived through that. Also, what's called tortious interference with economic relations. And this is a tort where, you know, for example, the federal government <clears throat> went ahead and uh, because they knew that legally they could not impose a national vaccine mandate, what they did as the as the preeminent number one employer of Canadians, they required under federal regulations, every federally regulated employer to impose a vaccine mandate. And then as that, those employers did that, they were they all faced uh, what, what are called involuntary unpaid leaves of absence. In translation, you're fired because you won't take vaccination. And so that interference of the federal government with those employers is tortious. It's an interference with the contractual employment relationship of an employee with their employer. And uh, the beauty of that claim is that um, it can be brought by both unionized and non-unionized workers. One of the problems that we encountered in some of the cases that, in fact, the main problem we encountered in some of the cases I described involving CN, CP, and others, is the court refused to hear the case because they said unionized workers have these collective bargaining agreements. And so you don't have access to the courts. You have to go through the grievance procedures. A similar situation is happening with, uh, you know, our, our, our glorious military veterans, many of whom uh, have been most seriously impacted. This is, this is perhaps one of the, 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 the untold tragedies of the COVID-19 pandemic, our military members who were used as human guinea pigs under threat of expulsion from the military or had to resign from the military, resign their commissions uh, or leave entirely because they couldn't comply with the policy. And they're under this under a similar situation uh, because there's a grievance process there as well. There's a very brave lawyer in St. Albert in Alberta named Catherine Christensen who testified in the National Citizens Inquiry and she's bringing uh, her own class action or I, I should say a class action on behalf of those military people. And we're working very closely with her and consulting with her and we wish her well. Uh, but that, So that case is also going on. I just mentioned that for people. I know you have many viewers who are military members. And so they may want to contact her about joining that class action. Uh, in any case, um, where, what, what our, our lawsuit does is it see, seeks certain declarations that harmful things were done to Canadians, unvaccinated Canadians by our government, and it seeks um, damages. And so um, what we're doing right now is uh, it's at a stage where the class action, which has been in, de in development for several months, is at a stage where it's just about ready to be filed. The last piece of the puzzle is we need to find someone who's going to be a representative plaintiff. So that's a person whose name goes on the lawsuit and uh, they are the main person who works with the lawyer and they really, they represent all the other plaintiffs. They're sort of the face that deals with the court and deals with the government lawyers. And uh, I'm very pleased to say that um, uh, somebody uh, who has, re has reached out, who I think is going to be excellent, have a meeting with them actually later today. And so if, if that goes well, I expect that we're going to be able to file that lawsuit perhaps uh, after Labor Day and there'll be a public announcement about that. 
I'll just mention one more thing about that in terms of for those who want to get involved. Um, once the class action is filed, it's registered with a central registry in, in Ottawa. It's a national class action. And we will be setting up a website uh, so that people can go and visit and find out more about it. And if people want to join that class action, if they're eligible, then they will be able to do that at no cost. However, we are asking people because uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, the reality is uh, our Canadian legal system is a pay-to-play system. And we need, we need to crowdfund the case in order to be able to carry it on. And we're expecting this case is going to take many years um, to, to prosecute. We're fighting people who can literally take our tax dollars and use them against us. And um, from dealing with the federal government over many years of litigation, I know that their tried and true strategy is to protract you know, litigation uh, and, uh, and, to, and to try and, let's say, bleed plaintiffs dry and you know, make them run out of money and give up. This has happened many, many times. And so we do need people, we're asking people to come forward and make crowdfund donations. Uh, you know, we, we chose a nominal sum of $300 that most people can't afford. And again, I want to emphasize that's not a prerequisite to participate in the in the class action. That's free, but uh, the class action simply is not going to get uh, very far or be able to continue to go unless people are generous and crowdfund, you know, to the case. And if you can donate more, if you're in a position uh, to to donate more, God bless you. That's great. Please do so because that's going to help other people who maybe can't afford uh, what you can. So if people want to want to get involved and donate to to that crowdfund, they can do that by visiting our our website. I know you're going to provide you're going to provide the links. So that's the status of the of the case for the unvaccinated. On the other side, we're also bringing a national class action on behalf of people who have suffered harms or lost loved ones due to vaccinations, and uh, and so that case is a sister case. Um, and it's being operated in similar fashion in terms of what I described about crowdfunding. Um, we did have a, a really excellent person as our representative plaintiff. That's Mr. Dan Hartman of Ontario. Uh, Mr. Hartman decided, however, he had some support from a private donor. And so he's just decided to start his own lawsuit that's ongoing, I believe, in the province of Ontario. So we are looking for somebody to be the representative plaintiff in that case. But in that case, uh, it's somewhat different. It's, it, it has uh, a, a public malfeasance and a product liability uh, aspect to it because the essence of the case for the vaccinated is that, um, and this will sound familiar to your, to your viewers, is that you know, these, these drugs were not properly tested and, and the government really seriously misrepresented the safety and efficacy of these drugs. People were not properly formed uh, were not properly informed and really had no ability to provide informed consent. And in many cases, for example, with military members, they were forced. And really, most workers were coerced. When you give them someone a choice between maintaining their job and their living and supporting their family and their kids and so on, and uh, you know, taking a vaccine, many people took that uh, under duress. And so all those people are, are eligible. Anyone who took the vaccine and suffered harm is eligible. Uh, for that case. I want to mention, um, in case any you have any viewers in Australia, we're very grateful to a group of lawyers in Australia who have launched a sister case there. Uh, and we've been sharing a lot of data with them. Uh, and that's been, that's been very, very helpful. And it's also encouraging to know that our friends, our brothers, uh, you know, across on the other side of the world, 
down under, as it were, you know, they're suffering the same problems and they're feeling the same, uh, you know, the same pain that we are in Canada over these awful drugs and, and, the, and the social and the, and the health and the political uh, economic harm that they're causing. This is, this is really, I think, arguably the number one uh, public health issue in our country right now, much more serious than COVID. These vaccines have already killed many fold more than, than, the, than this, uh, the flu virus ever did. And, and it's, it's going to cause generational harm. And we know uh, from, there's, they're not disguising this anymore. We know from listening to the likes of Bill Gates and others that, uh, these, vac- that these vaccines were employed as a means of calling the human population, uh, as, as many as seven eighths of, of, the, of the population uh, is to be called through the use of these vaccines. And sadly, it's, I mean, it's working. And, and so this is a very serious problem. Uh, and so we're suing the Canadian government for damages, you know, resulting from that. We expect that we're going to get a lot of pushback. Uh, some people might ask why we are not suing the vaccine companies themselves. And maybe I should just take a moment to explain about that. Unfortunately, uh, what happened is the, the governments uh, throughout the world entered into, they followed the, the lead of the United States to enter what are called indemnity agreements with companies like Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson, and others. And an indemnity agreement is where uh, someone says to someone else, look, I'm going to let you do whatever you want, no matter how much harm it causes. And don't worry, because if anybody sues you or any harm comes, I'm going to step in front of you and I'm going to take all the, all the blame. And so the Canadian government has actually set up a very pathetic fund uh, for those who are, who are harmed by vaccines. As far as I know, there have only been a couple of cases that have paid out and they're really a pittance. Uh, and so this fund is rejecting most people who, to, who apply and, and the numbers are so low. They're, they're really, it's uh, frankly, it's a joke. But the important part about that is the Canadian government has admitted that these drugs cause harm, and that's going to be very key for our case. Um, and so I take that as an encouragement. But the idea with the vaccine harms case is to chart, you know, the progress of these vaccines and the harm that they're causing. That class action, I think, is going to take a very long time uh, to ultimately to resolve. And in the meanwhile, sadly, many, many Canadians are going to suffer serious uh, health effects and even death uh, as a result. In fact, I, I, I would dare say, and, and it pains, breaks my heart to say this, many of the people who join that class action may not be alive by the time we settle it or it's heard by a court. Uh, you know, and that's very, very sad and troubling to me. And it's a big reason why I'm involved in this space, sort of sticking my neck out. But that's, but that's the idea with the, um, with the, uh, with the vaccinated case. So we're, we're, we're claiming a lot of those, uh, you know, charter violations as well. But the big one is it's a, it's a tort claim. Uh, it's a claim saying, government, you've done something to harm us. It was your job and you promoted these vaccines. You made them available. And the reason why we're focusing on the federal government is because really they're the ones behind all of this. They're the ones who made the vaccines available. They purchased these drugs on our behalf from the vaccine companies. One of the things that your viewers might be aware of is that uh, the government of Canada still will not disclose the, the agreement uh, that, that it's signed, or the agreements, I should say, it's signed with these vaccine companies. So that's going to be one of the big jobs of, la- of that lawsuit is trying to get that agreement disclosed. And I think once we know the details of that, I think most Canadians are going to be quite horrified 
I think that information is being suppressed. And I would predict that we're probably not going to see disclosure of that agreement until there is a regime change in Canada. And even then, uh, you know, it may not occur, but we're going to do our best. We're going to carry forward with the lawsuit anyway, because we really must. It's, it's, it's absolutely necessary that, uh, that, that Canadians have access uh, in some way to, to the courts to, to complain about what their government is doing. There are some, some individual lawsuits, like the one that Mr. Hartman has filed, uh, because his, sadly his son Sean died after receiving one dose. Um, but to my knowledge, there is no national class action like the one that we're founding operating at this time. There may be others, there may be sister suits come along, I don't know. But that's where that's sort of the status of those two lawsuits at this time. And again, we're asking anybody uh, who um, wants to get involved and is willing to do it to help with crowdfunding. Uh, but again, anybody who is eligible to participate in the class does not need to you know, come up with money in order to participate in the class action. Excellent summary, Layden, and truly appreciate it. And, you know, your humanitarian initiatives and speaking out since the beginning. We've had a couple of other constitutional attorneys on both sides of the border in Canada and America and around the world. I've had Lee Dundas in the program twice. Oh, yes. Back mm -hmm. here in six days. We've become friends. But I was also on the Truth Tour in America last year as well and speaking out right and if you if there's any guests i've ever interviewed that you go through my roster in the last year of 200 and almost 60 70 shows you guys please let me know as well as pascal najati and i'm bringing oh, yes conversation He's brilliant yeah yeah so we we're we we're together a couple times um a week uh connected so if you ever mm -hmm. need anything please let me know unless yeah I, I know I, I had the pleasure of speaking with Pascal and I learned about the lawsuit that he's filed up in, uh, down in the, in the state of New York. Yep. Uh, so he's brought his own, his own action there. I believe it's focused on Pfizer, though, if I recall correctly. And Alstred, Astrid Stuckelberger had the, you know, the pleasure of speaking with her, too. They're wonderful people, and I, I wish them well if they're watching. Yep. And I bring this to everybody's awareness as well, because in Canada, with these restrictions that they've done, like you mentioned, the CRTC, which, you know, I've only heard about a few weeks ago, but then it kind of dropped off my purview with a lot of things going on. So I'm I'm happy to bring them on and then get that message out there, too, for the film. Right. Canadians, for all of my brothers and sisters of the light in Canada, you may not know that Pascal Najati, whom we just referenced, is successfully suing Pfizer, the very world's first personal lawsuit filed in the Southern District of New York, Supreme Court of New York, against Pfizer. What has also happened, you probably haven't heard about this unless you're using a VPN, because they've been locking down communications in Canada. You can't get on true social, you can't get certain things for a good reason, right? For their good reason, to serve their satanic initiative, which we're all abundantly aware of now. And what's happened there in Washington, D.C. recently is when the lawsuit came out toward Pfizer and the FDA and the NIH, and the judge looked at the Pfizer legal representatives, they threw up their hands and said, listen, we knew it would kill people, but the U.S. government ordered it. We only delivered on the order of the U.S. government. And I'm paraphrasing this, but this is out here oh, in the, on the show. I'm so sorry, sir. No worries. This is how we Sorry do it. That. You know, free will. No worries. So, folks, this is worldwide. You may not be hearing about it in Canada. This is why it's important for us to come together. 
Now, in addition to that, what you've heard in this excellent summary from Leighton, as it's focused on the CV-19 perpetration, not the other vaccines, where we've had Dr. Brian Artist, McCullough, who Leighton is uh, directly in contact with, a lot of other mm. amazing benevolent doctors and scientists who have put their reputation, their lives on the line. Dr. Mal- Mercola was just debanked by mm-hmm. Chase, as well as his family, his wife, his CFO, all his staff. Oh, it's incredible. Because he goes against the grain, right? To speak oh. out. You've heard this is a mass genocide. This is even coming from an attorney's words who, Leighton, by being in the public, has to watch his words no matter where he is because of the virtue of what he's doing. Because we know that these Satanists want to take us down and kill off almost all of us, and then enslave the rest through AI. That's a fact. This is not conspiracy. This is the end of Terminator and Matrix converged into one. That's where we are now. Mm-hmm. So in addition to that, Leighton, I want to just summarize for people once more. It's important that there's a figurehead of a personality who can ha- who can handle the public scrutiny, like you mentioned with Dan Hartman, mm-hmm. who's now been privately funded to, to move his case forward and wish him all the best of success. Yes. And even if there's any publicity that's needed, he's got an open invitation to come on the show at any time mm-hmm. as well. So now we're sitting here, folks, there's two figureheads required for the unjabbed and then the jabbed. And after that, everybody gets involved in the suit. Now, the links that Leighton was mentioning are below the show. They're here in the edits rolling across the screen for this show. So feel free to get involved, go check this out, and then crowdfund. Now, an interesting part about the crowdfunding is this is not like a GoFundMe crowdfunding as Leighton had in the pre-chat. Would you mind discussing, Leighton, about the security of anybody who donates and then how those funds are then used to move forward in this case when it's finally filed in a few weeks? Right. So anybody who donates, the the funds go into a, a lawyer's trust account. And so for those who have never hired a lawyer, don't understand what that means. It means that it's money that goes into a special account. We have to account to, to the law society for all funds that are there. They're close, closely tracked and monitored. We cannot use any of that money unless and until we actually do legal work. And then we are required to submit a detailed invoice uh, concerning what, what money we've taken out of that trust account to, to pay our, our invoice. And so um, uh, thus far, to my knowledge, there haven't been any seizures of lawyers' trust accounts in the context of COVID and, and crowdfunding. Um, so um, hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, if it does happen, it would be quite unprecedented. At this point, I don't put anything past uh, you know this government that we have in Ottawa. Sadly, um, we do have some confidence in the province where I live in Alberta. Fortunately, we have more sensible, freedom-loving a government uh, right now in Alberta than we had certainly during the during the pandemic, uh, but at this point, I don't know of a safer place to have your money than in a lawyer's trust account right now because of the restrictions that are placed upon it, uh, the particular professional duties, legal obligations that are placed on lawyers in terms of the use and accounting for those funds. So that's how we're doing it in this particular case, in both of them actually. Awesome. And it's also important everybody gets involved on both sides. This literally covers both sides, you know, and if it doesn't Mm -hmm. scare you enough that if you have received vaccine harm and remember it's estimated, it's estimated that another one and a half to 2 billion people will die in the next year because that, that this is a cataclysmic worldwide genocide. 
slow kill and fast kill, like Dan Hartman's son, fast kill. They gave him a shot. The child died. Mm-hmm. So, so it's incumbent upon anybody hearing this message. When you hear evil, like Dr. Martin Luther King said, you have one of two choices. And those who turn a blind eye to evil are just as guilty of perpetrating evil. At the very the least that is being asked from the benevolent side, whether it's God or you're an atheist, no problem. But at least get involved by signing on to the case. Because here's the thing as well. We saw with the Canadian Freedom Convoy, which was the world's first largest peaceful demonstration in known recorded history since the time of Gandhi in India that literally showed the world we can rise up, be peaceful, come together, and make our voices heard. And because of that freedom convoy, Leighton and I are able to have this conversation without being in a concentration camp or already having our heads chopped off. Absolutely, 100% fact. That's not for this show, if this is the first time you've heard about it. That is part of the plan that they were about to perpetrate on us. So it has virtue, and this was a world around the world. This isn't just a Canadian thing that mm. they were intending to do with anybody who is a dissenter, who is spreading misinformation. The exact same thing of the Nazi regime. And we've mm. seen it carried out in other regimes under Mao and Stalin and other places like Venezuela. Mm. So here we are right now, folks. So you get involved share and in addition to that on these links is a chance for you to donate because once again going to quote lieutenant colonel ricardo bosi former sas special forces commander of australia with a 25-year career he said when the government comes you come to the government with 100 people they look at you and go no problem but when you show up with a million they start crapping their pants and go now we've got a problem Mm. by signing on to the cases by sharing this information. And then with these cases as well, the information that's brought out from these cases allows other cases and other people to draw from it. It allows them to serve more notice, just like we've seen in the United States with the whistleblowers which have come forward that Lee Dundas and Tom Renz represented and brought forth to Senator Ron Johnson, that there's a 5,000% on average increase in things like cancers, heart attack, death, pericarditis, myocarditis, in healthy American military pilots, Army Rangers, Delta Force operators, the best of the best, Tier 1 in the U.S. Army. And all this is happening. With that information that's come forward, then other people have a capability to borrow from it. So that's why it's also important in engaging in a weapon of lawfare back against them as well, in every way, and being peaceful at this time to stand up and speak out and say something. And to me, Leighton, what you and the firm are doing is is a guide and light. It's a beacon of hope for people. And it's a way to save our generations going forward. And as the Mm. Indigenous, and I'll close with this and turn it back to you for comments if I've left anything out or you want to finalize a few things. As the Indigenous say, they pray for for the seventh generation. So when they do their prayers in many Indigenous cultures, they are praying seven generations ahead. They're already looking ahead at cultivating and creating a better world for their family and their loved ones to come before them, ahead of them. Excuse me. And so that's where we need to be right now, especially at this moment in time. Souls, over to you. 
Yeah, I just want to mention, I appreciate what you said about the about the Freedom Convoy. And it reminded me, uh, if people are interested, I would invite them to, to visit. I have my own podcast. It's called Grey Matter, broadcast on the Miracle Channel in Canada, but they can find it on Apple, Spotify, Rumble, anywhere where they watch podcasts. We have over 120 episodes now. And the reason why I mention this, we've had many people on, people like you, you mentioned, people like Chris Barber, the most recent episode, but also many brilliant scientists we've had on the show Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, Robert Malone, uh, Jay Bhattacharya has been on the show a couple of times, Dr. William Mackis, um, many others. And so there's a lot of information there for people who are interested. And uh, if you like the show, please go on YouTube and subscribe. It doesn't cost me thing, but it does help us. Uh, so I, I just want to mention that for pe- those who are seeking uh, additional information about that and also other issues that that we cover on the you know on on the program that are related to freedom, liberty, prosperity, and public health. So thanks very much. Beautiful, you got it. And I'll put those links in the description here and share with you guys as well, so everybody has that. So folks, you know what to do. The capability stand up here, and it costs nothing if you can. Absolutely, please go ahead and donate. And uh, thank you very much for what you do. Look forward to having you back on the show with an update, Leighton, and uh, we'll stay in touch. I'm very grateful. Thanks very much. All right. Many blessings, everybody. We'll see you on the next show. In the meantime, get after it and God bless. If you're looking for groundbreaking nutritional products that revolutionize the way your body operates, you have to check out this cutting edge nutrition brand, Root. The Trinity Pack Plus is a game changer. Let me show you. Zero In is the world's first quantumceutical, an all-natural adaptogenic nootropic that skyrockets clarity and creativity. Restore is a supplement that completely restores your gut health and optimizes your true brain. And last but not least, Clean Slate sweeps out heavy metals, including graphene oxide, gently evacuating toxins from the body to increase performance, longevity, and quality of life. Register now at therootsbrand.com soul to get your Trinity Pack Plus. And to learn more about the Sovereign Soul Show's mission to save 100 million children. And how to get rewarded for being a part of the Root community. See you there. Thanks for joining us on the program, ladies and gentlemen. Please like Follow, subscribe, share this with nine friends and family. And of course, if you enjoy our blinged Buddha firing red pills from his nine mil, let us know.